but as soon as like the unprompted, like, oh, you know, sometimes I'll have people be like, oh yeah, you know, you shouldn't buy these because like, it'll kill your dog or something. And I'm like, it won't though. Like I've, mm-hmm. I know about this thing that I'm buying. Please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 355 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the webs programmer. I'm Sam and I'm the art not programmer. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is March 17th. 17th? 18th. 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 2020 <laughs> you. Before we get started, we have a warning. Anything can happen on this show, especially swear words and mostly swear words, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a, a minority of the words will be other words uh, that are As swear it words. should be. As was yes. intended. Yes. As God intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net, whose money we grabbed. Uh, okay. Now we got a couple of, a couple of news beats. Okay. First, I want to talk about, um, I learned yesterday that it is a holiday. Do you guys know what holiday it was yesterday? What? It was International Unsolicited, Unsolicited Head Shaving Advice Day. How okay. did you come across this novel? So I learned this by, I went to the grocery store. And I bought some razor blades. (laughs) I bought some razor blades. Uh And there were three people. You know how when you need somebody to be there to bag your groceries, they are not there? Yes. And when you definitely don't need anybody there, the the whole whole staff is there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was literally, oh, I only bought razor blades. I just had one item. (laughs) And there were three people. Helping me to check out these razor blades. <laughs> and and for starters, I learned that I'm buying the wrong blades. I need to buy six blades. I was buying just I'm just a Mach 3 plebe. Oh, and so I was told I was told so many versions no. behind. Yeah, I was told six blades. You gotta use six blades. What are you use what are you using three blades for? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I I'm doing fine, you know. And then it was like you know, if you really want to get that shine, you should try coconut oil. Rub some coconut oil. Oh. I'm like, who wants a sh- who wants a shiny bald head? Like it <laughs> it becomes shiny on its own over the day uh-huh. because of you know you oils. Know, I got my own oils. Yep. I got my own Seth scalp oils. Mm-hmm. I don't need coconut oil. Um, so I was told to do that, and then I was like, okay, c- cool, thanks. <laughs> I just want my razor blades. And then as I'm leaving, the guy hands me the receipt and he's like, by the way, be sure to use the shaving cream that's like, uh, it's, he like told me about some specific brand that has like gentle, calming something stuff in it. And I was like, bald dudes? Two of them were bald. One was not bald. How effective was their baldness? Like when you were looking at it, were you like, And it it was a shaved baldness, not just like a natural baldness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And it was, I mean, the thing is like once you have shaved your head bald, um, you don't really get much different results than that, you know? (laughs) And so it's like Uh we all had equally bald, equally shaved heads. Mm -hmm. And I kind of walked away thinking like, 
do I look like the kind of guy that doesn't know how to shave his head? <laughs> What's going on here? Do you just have lacerations Why? like all in the back or something that they yeah, saw? Yeah, like is there, is there something going on that I'm not seeing? Do I right. need to get a hand mirror and look in the back? Like when I, when I was walking up, were they like, wow, this guy, oh, he oh, needs our help. I think genuinely it was the, you know, it was a couple of bald dudes being like, Oh, us. a fellow bald dude. He's mm-hmm. one of us. He's really into uh, head shaving and the apparent, like all of the nuances that come along with that. I'm not though. I mean, it's like oh, I can shave it. It's very easy. It takes like six minutes uh, at most. My razors work fine. My shaving cream you works know, fine. I think there's there's generally a commentary risk when it comes to purchasing a good and like the cash you're engaging in discussion about the good you are purchasing instead of just like largely what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, because I've had this happen before where you buy something and then someone starts engaging you in a conversation about, about specifically the thing, either in a weird judgmental context, like you experience a little yeah. bit, or yeah. just like, even like they, they actually know a lot about it. And then you're like, I don't, I'm just buying it. I don't know what's happening. And then they ask you a bunch of questions. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just getting this meat or whatever. Yeah, the um, the only times the only times I've enjoyed talking with someone about my purchases is when it's a very casual thing and all they do is ask me a specific thing about it. So maybe like I'm buying like a like a, a kind of candy or something and they're like, "Oh, is this good? Have you had those before? Or is this mm-hmm. your first time buying them? Are they good? You know? And I'm like, yeah, they're good. And then that's it. That's the yep. whole conversation. Yep. And it's a great conversation. <laughs> as soon as, but as soon as like the unprompted, like, oh, you know, sometimes I'll have people be like, oh yeah, you know, you shouldn't buy these because like, it'll kill your dog or something. And I'm like, it won't though. Like I've, mm-hmm. I know about this thing that I'm buying. Please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I, I think this is definitely a lesson I learned from when we, Back when we did uh, work in the grocery store, was I think I, I I did at some point, you know, as sort of a like sixteen or seventeen year old, yeah, commented on someone yep. someone's purchase, and then like, mm, but they were yeah, purchasing bad. it for a completely different reason. Yep, that was like dark. It was like it was like someone like was heading to a funeral or something, and was buying flowers, and it was like, <laughs> oh, you buy some flowers for your, your sweetheart, and they're like, my dad died. And you're like. I will never comment on anything yeah. ever again. Yeah. yeah. Hope you have yeah. a good Yeah, it's thing, like so. there's there's those rules like don't comment on people's appearance, right? But also, if you are if you are helping someone with a purchase, don't comment on the on the purchase outside of the context of assisting with making the purchase, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Risky. Uh, it's if there's questions move. about the if there's questions about the transaction itself, you know, like Cash or credit to paper or plastic. That's you. cool. As soon as you're, as soon as you're opening up the commentary about it, the thing, and the, there's there's something about also flowers that yeah. all, always pisses me off because male cashiers will always say to me, "Oh, someone's in trouble." <laughs> uh, whenever gross. I buy flowers, whenever I buy flowers, like, ooh, someone, someone made a mistake. Like, as if, like, as a man, the only time I'm buying flowers is to apologize for wronging my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yep, get yes. the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, let's, gross. let's, 
Let's exchange the goods for money and let me be on my way. I don't need head shaving advice. I don't need a misogynistic marriage advice. Yep. I just want it's the thing. equally <laughs> it's equally protective of both parties, is what I'm saying. It's not even yeah. it's not even for the customer. It's for you. You know, because like you as the cashier. But this, I mean, this just applies to everything, right? Because it, it's the dynamics of that of the that relationship, however however momentary it is, right? It's like you got to understand what it's for, you know, like what the rules are, um, and make sure because because there, there's context where this is like something that I actually do enjoy. They're rare, but it's specifically when I go to a place where the people are experts in a thing that I'm not an expert in. Yes, mm-hmm. and when they and they when they don't come to me. You know, with like, oh hey, like, and, right, and they don't pass a judgment on what I'm doing, but they'll they just, just like you. they'll if they see that I'm getting like so like our our because I, I like to make cocktails and stuff right. So I'm always looking for like interesting, oh uh, yeah, like, like a wine stuff, or right? a cheese spot. I feel like yeah, like a, like one of those places, right? And like where where you can go in and like you can tell them, like, oh, I just like I just need like something kind of cheap, but that's it's still pretty good. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. Like here's here's our stuff, right? And they just show mm-hmm. you they they're. Goal is to help you solve a problem using their expertise, and then sometimes, like when you're going, like, I've had this occasion where I go up and I'm, you know, paying for stuff, and then the person will look, like, look at something that's coming out and be like, "Oh, I've never had this. Is like, is this good?" You know, and I'm like, "That's mm-hmm. also perfectly fine. That's a good." Because yep. now I'm like, "Oh, they're interested in the same stuff I'm interested." But again, in. it's but not, you have to be careful not, though about it's not what asking that you. Oh, is why are you drinking today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. Well, and also well, I mean, imagine and also, like I go like I go restock periodically, right? So like I, I just always go buy things in bulk, right? So like I'll go restock. So I'm I'm just buying a lot of booze at once, rarely, mm-hmm. but a lot at once, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and nobody has ever said anything like that's a lot of booze, right? Like <laughs> you, could, you could see how though, like uh-huh. like that's that's exactly the scenario where like all the weird social niceties that we're taught that actually aren't, you know, uh, they're yeah. actually invasive. Um, and often judgmental, you know, that's like, that's the place where that stuff creeps in. And I think the reason that you hit it in like these general purpose places is because there's not an obvious established, like single kind of relationship or small number of kinds of relationships between like yeah. the clientele and the, and the staff. It's a mixed right? bag. So you're like, everyone's going to get a little bit of everything. And so you don't yeah. You know, although Sam, you know, your story does mm-hmm. make me think you can, you could probably just always dodge this by just being like, it's for a funeral. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. If you want to, you know, I'll be like, I'll buy some razor blades and I'll be like, it's for a funeral. <laughs> Honestly, you guys, I just, I just need to shave for a funeral. I'm going to, um, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh. Let's, <laughs> let's not tell him about the coconut oil. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's in the right headspace for it. Yeah, or <laughs> or maybe it's like, exactly where they'd be like, yeah, or oh, be like, oh, it's, for my, it's for my butt. This is just my, this is my butt shaving razors. I don't want to spend the big mm, money on those. Yep. Know? Yep. Yeah. Just, it's just for, my just for, make for a funeral. It weird, you know. <laughs> if someone's gonna get invasive, just make it. Weird. Shave my butt for a funeral. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. What are they gonna say? <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Have a nice day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I've already, as you can see, I've already shaved my head. It's the a, razors. Is, yeah, I gotta shave my butt for the for a funeral. It's a happening. bikini funeral. Uh, bikini themed. <laughs> It's a it's a beach funeral, so mm-hmm. I gotta shave my butt. Uh, okay, anyways, let's talk about daylight savings time. Yeah. Okay. Now every what is it? It's not actually six months. It's like every it's like a seven month thing. It's not every seven months. It's <laughs> every seven or five months we change our clocks 
forward or backwards. And on the podcast, we have a tradition of being mad about it mm-hmm. because we're mad about it. Also, it kills people every year. Sleep routine is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to see helps in a lot of scenarios, um, namely all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and setting the clocks back in the winter makes it so that the sun is is fully set before your workday is even done. The sun sets at like 4.30. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by the, time, by the time you look outside, you know, at 5 p.m. or whatever, it is pitch black. Yep. It is not great. It's terrible. Um, and then- And we're not the even that comes far along. north, you know? We're just like- yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not better like than the day is five hours long, you know? It's like, I mean, it's not much longer than that in the winter, but it's still like- It's like seven. It's a real yeah. day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so in the springtime- you do get the benefit of actually having the the sunlight at the time you need it, but then you get that gut punch of losing an, an hour on one of your days. Mm-hmm. So it's like both sides of it are bad, but there might actually be hope for the future f- for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, because apparently the U.S. Senate unanimously passed a bill to lock in the summer time of daylight savings time and no longer change the clocks. Yes, please. So the current one that we're in right now, uh, where the sun sets, you know, when you still have time to go and see it and be out there, uh, that's the one that would be locked in, which means that in the wintertime, instead of the sun setting at 4.30 p.m., it'll set at 5.30 p.m. You can go outside and be like, what? What is this? Mm-hmm. I can see. And then, then it sets. Is the one that's like locked in. Because <laughs> we have, because we've got CDT and CST, right? Yes. Yeah, Which are I've the never same. known the difference. Nobody well, knows the it's, difference. It's actually because we, those are two different time zones, but they just occur at different times, right? Like, they are two different time zones, but one of them changes clocks and the other doesn't. I thought, no, I think they're actually, because I remember I had to look into this. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're it right. literally CD? is, you go into yeah. a new time zone, which is then called. You go from CST, the time zone, to CDT, the time zone, right? Yeah. So I can't remember which one is which. I mean, is the S savings or standard? And is standard. The D Hopefully. Daylight? I think it's standard. But I thought D was daylight, like central daylight. C- but then why would C- it be? Central daylight time. Why would it be daylight and then savings? Is too I think it's, no, I think it's standard. Because I think the actual, because yeah, like the, the only complaints I've seen from this are people who are like, because now we're, we're sticking with the non-standard one, you know? Right, as if we didn't just make this all up in yeah. the first place. But you mean the words, <laughs> just the whole th- time, the just all yeah, of it, right. you know. Um, but uh, basically, we're going to be so it's a, so it's a little bit confusing because now when you say like Central Time, right? Like in the past, you always had to be like, but but which of the date, which of the which of the things am I in though, right? And now we're going to say it, but we mean always mm-hmm. the daylight savings time, which is weird. Just like yeah, that, that's just, just what we're in now, you know. Time now. Because I think we should just forget all about this tor- terrible. Let's let's history. just put the let the past die. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, even- this apparently this was started by the British, and they had a giant empire on the entire world, right? And so everybody had to start adjusting their clocks so that they could do business with the British, you know, on mm-hmm. their time. You know, and now we're just stuck. We're locked in, but like the British Empire is dead. Yep. It is no more. Uh, let's just move on from this. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and get rid of miles and feet and inches. Um, <laughs> let's get rid of. Yeah, I mean they have a legacy of all kinds of horrible stuff, of course. So we can't just like throw it away. But there are, you know, there's the things that we can throw away. Every legacy piece we can should be 
tossed out the window. Yeah, let's like, move forward. St- like know? savings time, Day- central savings, daylight savings time, whatever it is. The, the funniest thing about time. it to me, though, is that nobody, nobody knows why we have the time zone change. Like, because you ask anybody to say, oh, it's so that farmers can get up early. Like, that's what everybody thinks it is, which has literally never been true because farmers get up with the sun. They don't give a fuck what the clock says, right? Which honestly is how we should all be behaving. Like we because should, they can see. Yeah, like why change the clock instead of change our behavior? You know, it's fucking weird. Except like nowadays, like we have lights, you know, like farmers don't actually always just get up with the sun. That's they true. get yeah. up, they get up on whatever their schedule demands, whether they have to haul cattle for a delivery or yep. go like do early morning chores. It's like the cows don't care that, you know. It's six o'clock in the morning. They're just, they're hungry at the same time, mm-hmm. whether the sun came up or not, <laughs> so, or whatever it is, you know? So, and plus tractors drive themselves with GPS. Anyway, the farmers, they're, they're just taking a nap in the tractor mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. the GPS, the, the, the smart, smart robots are doing all the work. Yeah. So we don't need these, these clock shenanigans anymore. But but I we think, never did. You know, it was never for that. Because that's the part that I always find like yeah, so we never did. We amazing. Never did, right? Is that if yeah. you ever like if you do a Google search for like why do we have daylight savings time, most of the stuff that you're going to find is basically people describing them trying to figure out why and ending up with an with an ambiguous result. Are you telling yeah. me we lost uh, the reason? We did an insane thing. There's like, there's definitely like, there is a reason, and it's out there somewhere, right? But it's so no, clouded a, in mm, in other things. incorrect things because the purpose of it. This is like this is the idea between like a tradition and uh, like a a practice, like a best practice, right? Because right? like a best practice, is something that you say, like, okay, here's my situation. So to deal with it, I need to do this. This is the practice I now do, given the situation, right? Over time, that becomes how you do the thing. And then it so, turns into a dr- tradition as it starts to be decoupled from the original problem, right? Which is basically what we have with daylight savings time is that okay, the original meaning is now irrelevant. So it has become lost to most people. In terms but it hasn't, though. Well, I mean, it's become lost to most people. That's right. But, but there was an incredibly boring NPR episode uh, on the NPR 1A podcast mm. from, a month, from Monday. Uh, where they had a historian come in and say exactly like what the events were that led to daylight Ooh. saving time being implemented. I thought right? it was like a golf thing or something really weird. Was it? Was, was not that? I was, don't. I don't actually know because the episode was very boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a little while into it, they were like, "Oh, yeah, like they were talking about, like some guy was like pitching this to Parliament, and he was basically just like, I really want to be able to have.'" the sunlight be at a different time sometimes. And they were all like, no, but I can't remember what his rationale was <laughs> outside of just like wanting to have the times move. And then at some point later it happened. I don't know, but, but it's in there. It's in that podcast. If you actually want to know why it happened. And yeah, maybe that's part of the but problem I, too, is right. Because like the few people who know the information don't like have a platform that people pay attention to. And when they do, it's in such a boring context because it's about daylight savings time. Yeah. Which it sounds well, like it's, isn't an interesting because like here's like it's not actually an interesting story, right? Yeah, it's not. It's just some guy was like, <laughs> I want it to be like this. And everybody was like, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's like there's no like cool myth. There's no like situation that everybody was like, wow, because of this incredible event, we all now change our clocks in memory of this thing mm. that happened. It's like, no, like nothing happened. That mattered. We just entered. And now a, we do this about of collective thing. madness. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's a forgettable story. It's boring. It's a bad practice. And I hope we can all, you know, the fact that the U.S. Senate, which is yeah, which is a hundred of the dumbest people who have ever lived, surely we who can are agree also. Who There's are a few also, smart ones sprinkled in there, but it is mostly on that. Yeah, we're that talking area. averages. You know, some of yeah. them are really pulling the average down way harder than others, but yeah. it's not looking good anyway. Um, and that not only that, but they're also just mad all the time and, you know, constantly backstabbing each other. Also it's just work not for like four hours a week. They work. Yeah. And even then they just, they just, hard. they just don't even show up to vote on things, yep. which is wild that that's allowed. And then when they do, they just vote <laughs> completely decoupled from what the people want. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, they don't, they don't do their job at all. Um, but this is somehow this thing is so dumb and bad. I think it's because it's one of the few things that affects every single person the equally badly. Yes, same sort of poor way, which is just like this is terrible for everyone, and it's so clear because you have a personal experience with it. As opposed, it's one of those societal things that's yeah, it's bad for rich people. It's bad for everybody else. It's bad. It's bad for everybody. You know. Well, and because it has no reason, and like. Right, like nobody. Then you can't even like because most of what you have to do in politics, right, is like find a way to to take the thing that the other person wants to do mm-hmm. and explain how that's evil, though, right? And sometimes yeah. it is definitely, but like daylight savings time, like how do you how do you just make that evil, right? Like how do you like a, a person wanted to get rid? Of, how do you politicize? Oh, that? great! How it's, do you do you know it? they yeah. want to steal your ability to enjoy, get to, yeah, to choose. What time it is, you know, uh, like they're going to try to take your freedom, your freedom to enjoy, I guess. Honestly, this is what what I, this is what was blowing me away though, was because like somehow, somehow we manage as a, as a people to politicize dying to a plague. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Right. It was like, it was like, I want to be able to inhale a virus into my open mouth <laughs> and, and, and you, I want to inhale my viruses onto your face. Yeah, I want to. Both I want to be able. Important. I want to be able to to infect other people, and I want to be able to just suffer and die, uh, and not have to put a fifty cent flap of cloth mm-hmm. over my mouth. And that's a hill that I'm literally willing to die on, and I'm going to right like that. That somehow was such an easy thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And and that was- You're right. It could have been politicized. <laughs> it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It would have been very interesting. Actually, there's probably going to be some conspiracy theories coming out about this because like, you can't escape that. So I wonder what those will be. It'll be very interesting. Well, but, but here's the thing, like, because it, it passed the Senate, right? So like, does it still have to go to the House? No, so there's still does, time. Does there's it, still time. Is it Senate to House or right? House to Senate? I thought it went House to Senate. I thought it was House to Senate. I mean, I it can go both did. ways because I thought because the, the Senate can make up bills too, right? Mm. I mean, just do the hell they want. I don't know, but yeah, I, I kept thinking like, I there's there must be something that's going to turn <laughs> turn this because if people are so willing to just just directly harm themselves to prove a point, like why wouldn't why wouldn't we as a nation suddenly have daylight saving time preservation marches mm-hmm. and somehow make it about Nazis? Like so, mm-hmm. we're gonna get there. I feel like we're gonna get there. I don't know what path it's gonna be. But I'm really interested to find out <laughs> <laughs> like, what what kind of mental gymnastics take us to locking in this really bad and dumb way of doing things. We'll find out, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Tune in. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, studio news. One thing to talk about, which is the thing we talked about last week, which is that uh, who's one, one of us, some I. of us, Adam and Sam are going to be on the Favreau podcast, or as they call it, Favreau. Yeah. Which to me, this is a gift gif situation. Yep. I think I think just because the creator says it's pronounced a certain way, sorry, buddy, uh, doesn't necessarily. <laughs> Yep. So, so Favreau uh, has their podcast, and it's just to talk about just they're just going to talk about talk to us about what we do mm-hmm. and how we do things, right? Journey of the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if you want to watch slash listen to that podcast live, there will be a link in the show notes of today's uh, podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So you can follow that, and the episode will be on March. 31st. Yep. And you won't so, need to watch it live because it'll also just be up on YouTube and various podcast services and whatever after that. So, uh, but you know, if you want to just hang out in real time, see our faces, uh, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. Listen up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Uh, and I'll be, I won't be there. I'll just be programming somewhere probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's get on to some questions. Let's go. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. So if you want to get your question onto a future episode, just go there and ask. The highest upvoted question of the day comes from Jumpy Lumpy Leapy Low, who says, Degeki here. Mm. So I guess he's, he's, he's currently still going by both names. Uh, he hasn't fully committed mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. Jumpy Lumpy Leapy Low mm-hmm. moniker, but soon. Uh, Degeki here. On average, how many takes do you have for the podcast? Have you ever talked about something that had to be removed? How much time goes into editing? It's just kind of an overall like, what's happening? What's go- what's it's, going on uh, with this podcast? <laughs> it's designed to be as lightweight as possible so that we can feel like we can afford the time because mm-hmm. it, it generates negative money. So it's a thing we just do because it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but that means that we have to feel like it's constrained. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the driving factor of everything. So for the most part, we literally, we just, we have a time that we're supposed to start. We just get into chat in uh, Discord, and everybody's turning on their stuff, getting their mics adjusted. You know, I've got a little script I run that just turns all my things on the right mode. And then uh, we talk a little bit about if there's anything we want to talk about, you know, maybe poke around the news a bit, see if there's any game news. And then we just go. Yep, single take. One and done. Single take. And then on occasion, there will be, the things have to get edited out afterwards, so so Fat Bar does our editing. Um, and the things that have to get edited out are like, oh, somebody coughed, a dog started barking. Yeah. It's, that, it's mostly that kind of stuff. And then there's a, there's a periodic, I only remember a few cases where when we like, there was some topic that we talked about and we were, we were missing some like component of it. And so then after we looked back at it, we're like, oh, we're, we're like, we're already wrong about this. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. But those are very rare. I think it's happened maybe three times. It's, yeah, it's usually just rare entering into like severe bummer territory. Is usually yeah. what it is. It's not even necessarily about being like wrong about something. It's just being like, never mind about that content for this podcast. Yeah, for this. That, that did happen a couple times, kind of like over the past year and a half. Because mm. dare I say, you know, there's been a couple of bummers I think <laughs> that, that have happened. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes the other conversation turns to a much darker place than we want to put out. Put out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but so, you know, sometimes, sometimes we let those slide if if it seems like we still had some like good, you know, yeah, because we, we don't want to fully pretend like you know everything is fine, right? Uh, but we also like there are lots of places to go to to deal with and learn about all the stuff that's happening outside of our yes. little bubble, you know. 
And we're not an appropriate source for that because we're not people who like study that stuff really effectively. So, you know, we want to, and it's also not, you know, what the podcast is for. Um, it's not, it's not for us to explore those topics. We're doing that on our own. Um, yeah. And, well, and uh, you know, it's, I think it's, it's pretty much just been those times where like, it's been a bummer, but also like where we have all agreed on the bummer, but there's no like real exploration of the topic. It's just like, yeah, that's usually, this thing's yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah that's when right. And so, <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, oh, it is just like a venting session or something, but no actual like, you know, interesting takes on it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like this kind of sad blip in the middle of the podcast where nothing is yep. learned. There was one <laughs> in the earth, like pretty quite a while ago that I said, I don't, I don't even remember what it, like what the details were. I just remember the overarching thing, which I just think is just very funny, which is since we're always doing pun based stuff, there was some episode a long time ago where <laughs> someone was going down like a, a word association pun train and like making up words. It was a, it was a portmanteau train, I think. It was, it was a portmanteau. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then and then at some point, one of the words that came out was like very close to something very offensive, but it just it just like rolled out because it was just yeah. You're just sounds, sort of you're just combining you know? different words. Just slapping yeah, two just, words. Together. It was just slapping sounds together, and then one of those sounds were like, oh wait a second, that's not that's whoop, that's getting too close. That's to a bad bad sound. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, sound has just, meaning. Oh shit! Yeah. Clip, clip that, clip that one right out of there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that one, uh, that one was very, yeah, and, and yeah. I, was, I just remember because that, that was one of those ones where afterward I was like, I gotta, we gotta make sure that that's not in there, and I was like worried about it, you know, yeah. but also very amused at the same time because it was like. <laughs> Just that that it, well, it was like a, I think it was like a couple of really innocuous words yeah. slapped yeah. together oh, yeah. that then like suddenly become a, a, a not great one. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, you know, it's so yeah, we try to keep the podcast light because we want to do it. We want to keep doing the podcast, and if it did take you know hours of like retaking and all that stuff, yeah, no then point. we would be more likely to just stop doing it. Um, because yeah, we, we do think that it's good. It's good to have. Yeah. So yeah, we it's do one take, do. and then we just let uh, Jen and Patrick sort out the rest. So mm-hmm. uh, if there's some garbage noise in there, it's like, all right, let's, it's not our problem. Let's fix it in post. Problem, right? Yeah, yes, fix it. Fix in it in post. Yep. As in, we won't fix it in post, but Fat Bar. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, we just send notes along with like stuff that we knew went wrong, like a noise, or if one of us loses internet for a bit, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, which is honestly where most of the editing has to come from is like just connection yep. issues and stuff that have to yeah. get dealt with. Yeah, which wasn't yeah. a problem when we were recording in the same room mm-hmm. yes. uh, because we had a controlled space, you know, with soundproof walls and we didn't have internet. It was just a local, we all had mics, right? So that was much easier. And they're all to plugged into the same machine too, right? With like, yeah, it was like the audio box and it's all. Uh, what's the word? Yep. Not digital, the other one, analog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, coming in. And so the tracks all, were like, already synced and merged. Stuff yeah. It is yeah. It is funny trying to sync this stuff up. Um, like back when we used to edit the podcast ourselves, which as soon as we were like, oh, there's there's a way for us to not do this because Fat Bar can do it like in 10 minutes, you know? Uh, then yeah. we stopped, but it took a long time. But most of it was like just trying to get That's it so lined right. up because it was, yep. like, we learned things <laughs> we didn't know. Like, on, yeah, that on top of like, it being really hard to line up when there's lag involved, right? So like lined up doesn't even mean anything because like the line is in some nebulous uh, lag space that's different between each pair of people, right? So yeah. it's at, at different points of time. At different points of time too, too, because the yeah. latency changes over time based on the internet and the tool that you're using. Yep. But then also the recording itself, like when it's a digital thing, apparently also can just like struggle a bit. And so like its time also isn't constant. Again, the you know? theme it's of like, the yep. episode 
time is an illusion and made up. And sometimes yeah, actually, see- yeah, I, I will. We didn't talk about this when we were talking about the daylight savings time thing, but I will say that the, the first thought I had, because I just think this is funny, the first thought I had when I saw that was not, oh, yes, it was, oh, this is going to be a big problem for databases and for mm-hmm. like all Definitely. the time based management of things, you know, because they're going to have built in assumptions about time zones and stuff that have to do with, you know, whether or not you have that and stuff. So, like, I just, that was my first thought was like, oh, no, because time is. So Are you saying there's going to be a to uh, daylight savings 2K? Why daylight is, savings? Yeah, yeah. there will be a I lot of the same thought. confusion around yeah. it, definitely. Which was like, it's was well, weird because you think to yourself, if if we lock it in, then all we're saying is, hey, just just, just quit don't change the clocks. Yeah. Just just stop changing them. So you don't have to you don't have to do anything new. Just stop doing things that you were doing, right? Except do. that's all automated in like billions of different. Pieces of software around the world. Why well, you don't uh, know where, right? Because like, because depending on the thing that you're using, it may or may not be saving. Because like, sometimes you just save it relative to the Greenwich Mean Time, right? So that there's not even a time zone yeah. in there, and it just adjusts itself to the times that you're looking at. Other times, it's baked in. And like in certain yep. settings in your software, sometimes it'll ask you. Sometimes it'll assume. So you're saying that when basically the next time daylight savings is currently scheduled to arrive, there will be there abrupt will be chaos. chaos. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, the whole it's only an hour difference. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> fragile. But yeah, there's, I mean, it's only an hour difference, so like for the most part, it's gonna be okay. Although I did see something that was added a layer of confusion, which is they they had some comments that were like they were like they won't actually fix this, like make it true until November because the airlines needed time to like adjust, and so I was after. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, so it's right after the clock because then that means that that. <laughs> Either it's changing at some random time, or then it's changing, or it's not changing until next year. Or I'm not sure what that means. Maybe we'll change it for like two weeks and then change it back. I don't know. Yeah, and then just change it back. Yeah, that won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah, leave it. Leave it to these people to solve a problem, but in a way that makes it way worse. Mm -hmm. You know, perfect. Perfect. Exactly what we need. Yeah, we should have gone all the way and just removed times. Just remove time zones. Remove time. time. Just take time away. You can't wash the clock if yeah, there is honestly, no clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I would love it if we got rid of time zones because, yeah, the idea that like, oh, the sun has to come up at, you know, morning is 8 a.m. And, you know, like bedtime mm-hmm. is 10 p.m. It's like, those are just random numbers. Yep. Your morning could be 5.30 p.m. If, you know, if that's the time zone you live in, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yep. You just get used to it and that's fine. Uh, with, you know, with today's global economy, I feel like that would be pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, next question comes from Mimibip Gorky, who says, when receiving feedback on a change players want in your game, how do you determine whether it's a change that a vocal minority want, which will make even more people dislike it, Ooh. who were previously silent and happy, or something that the majority of players would enjoy? Mm, that's tricky. You basically have to ignore the fact that it was proposed by a player. And just yeah, ask. And say, is this something we wanted to do anyway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this like, is this a thing that we that we like and that we think would be good and like, you know, has a, has a list yeah, of reasons? Given the given um, the purpose of the vision of the game, right? If you can come back yeah. to those pillars of what you're trying to build, that's what you basically have to do. Uh, yeah, which requires then figuring out like, because if you you have to be able to figure out because it's not about the feature, it's about the what it's accomplishing, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody gives feedback on something, again, like we've talked about in the past, like the details of the feedback don't actually matter. What those are is like the little pieces of data you hold on to to try to make a uh, you know an, an educated model about what they actually are experiencing. Like what 
what is the thing that they feel like is missing or whatever, right? Sure that they're describing in this way, but it's not about that because they don't know they don't they don't know they, enough like of the the full experience yeah. to necessarily it's just true for people in general. When you're trying to give feedback on something, unless you're a deep expert in that thing, it's going to be in inaccurate terms. And you'll you'll find you're that the closest pr- thing metaphorically to the truth that you have access to, and that's what you'll use, you know, to describe yeah. it. But yeah, I think what, yeah. when getting this feedback, I think it's it's useful to come back to because you basically need to make sure you keep a holistic vision for the game intact and not get so focused on basically tuning little individual pieces uh, or adding individual features. Rather, ask the question. Okay, given that example, like Crash Dance Two, for example, there's you have combat, you have the world and world traversal and adventure stuff, and then you have like base building. And crafting, right? As like three large, big kind of bucketed concepts. At any given time, we have a relative understanding of where, like what basically the strength of each one of those pools of kinds of experiences, right? So one's kind of like your wholesome, like building stuff. One is your adventuring. And the other one is like fighting and kind of tense. So if someone comes and they give, they're like, oh, I want more, I want more features in this bucket. One of the easiest ways to answer the question, if that's good, just on a really high level is basically if the strength of and the relative balance of those of those major buckets of experiential content are where you want, and if strengthening that aspect in some way, in any way, not even the way someone suggested, but just at all, do you actually need more weight on combat, for example? Or is it the case that given the nature of the game, who cares? Like, that's in a good enough spot. We need to put more energy into this for now. And like, we'll circle back to that later. So thinking about it like really high level terms uh, and even yeah. less on the specifics of what someone's asking for and more like, if I strengthen this aspect of the game, is that good given where I'm trying to get it to go? Yeah, and I, th- and I think that the the question asks a really important and central question that's worth just repeating, which is focusing on this idea of who you're listening to, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the vocal people, right? Who are always a tiny fraction of the actual yes player base. Uh, and it's something to be extremely careful of both for your own well-being of not chasing everything that people are, you're hearing people want you to go do. And cause you'll have players that just basically tell you like, this is unplayable unless X happens. Right. Um, except there are the people playing it. Right. So, so it's not true or at least if it is, it's not true enough that you have to Universal. do something about it. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of like, it's almost like a survivorship bias problem. Yes, like almost definitely. right. It's, it's a similar idea. So in many ways, like the stuff that you're hearing the most about, um, you actually have to be the most cautious about how you interpret, yes. right? Um, yes. Because the, that other half of the question is always, what is this like for everybody who's not talking? And you need yes. to address yeah. that and have a mental yeah. model for that before you do anything. Yeah, I'd also say that to me, player feedback, there's like, in terms of the kinds of changes that you can make to a game, right? There's basically more, less, different, and new. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like more of this thing, less of this other thing, make some changes to this thing that's already there, or a whole new kind of thing that wasn't in there before, right? Player feedback is like 99% about more, less, and different. Mm -hmm. It's There's a bunch of stuff that's already there in the game, and that's what you're going to get feedback about because that's what the player is interacting with. So they may be like, oh, I wish that this thing took less time or I wish there were more of these things, right? Um, or I wish that, you know, the, the way that this existing thing worked was a little bit different. And 
the problem is to me, like those are kind of like, those are what I would consider like little like wiggles yep. to the existing game. They're just like, you just like wiggling little like knobs and levers around. And yeah, you know, it's going to create um, a better experience for some players and maybe a worse experience for other players, depending on which knobs you wiggle, right? But the stuff that really gets people interested uh, and that changes the game meaningfully to me is the new stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole new, and it's not, it's not like more of what was already there. It's an entirely new thing. So when I think back to like level head, um, nobody asked for the tower trial. No. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, because it was so far afield from anything that was already in the game that it, it wasn't that kind of a concept wasn't a conversation piece mm -hmm. That was even in people's minds. Instead, the, the kind of feedback that we, that we got around the time was, was people wanted more items, like more, you know, more things to put into their levels, mm -hmm. right? And so this idea of adding an entirely new way of playing the game and engaging with, with the content wasn't really part of the conversation because that's not the kind of feedback that you, you typically get. Um, and so that's where, like, to me as a developer, you have to be really careful because it's – because on the one hand, players are often – Correct. Yes. It would be really good. It would be really good if this thing was different or if there was more of this thing or whatever, right? Um, but when it comes to allocating your development resources, you have to you have to balance your time against improving what's already there and leaping the game forward with these big new features and new systems um, that can dramatically Im improve mm -hmm. or add depth you know, to the experience. Uh, so for me, that's kind of like the, the feedback. Well, and the thing know, to remember too is balance. that, and they have to be really cautious of, is that uh, when you're getting feedback, again, even even somebody who's actually really well-versed in the topic, but isn't the person who made the thing specifically, whatever that's getting feedback on, right? Yeah. Is that there's still a lot of context you don't have and also a lot of fluency in that specific thing that you cannot have because you just didn't, you didn't make, you didn't spend literally thousands of hours building this thing, right? Right. So when it comes to like somebody proposing a, a feature, it's for coming from their context and experience as a as a player or reader, you know, depending on what the thing is, and it doesn't have the full level of fluency that you as the creator do. And so when they propose something, all they're all they're thinking about is this very narrow scope where it's, it's the very end. It would be cool if this was better, whatever the thing was, right? But yeah. they very rarely will be able to trace it back. Think that they should step back and ask, how does this, why is it this way? And if we change it to this thing that I want, what are the implications on everything else? Because games, like most things, are not a collection of independent parts that don't impact each other, right? The whole, whole thing that makes them interesting is they, inter they interact with each other. And so you can't just make a change here, even though that's the feedback that you're going to get. And often those things cascade into other systems and completely change everything, even when that wasn't the intent. Yep. Yeah, so you you always got to be careful. I mean, it's and and again, to me, it does come back to that question of like, what what were you planning on doing anyway? You know, uh, because a lot of times the player feedback you get will either converge with your original vision of the game, or it will diverge with the original vision of the game. And in some cases, the divergence is really interesting, mm -hmm. where where players will propose something that actually does make you rethink sort of like the underlying reasons. And like one of the things I think for uh, in recent memory for Levelhead was that we didn't really realize the full power of the switch 
and receiver system um, and just how far people were going to take that mm-hmm. until we started getting more feedback about it. So there were a bunch of items that that we added, not because players asked for them specifically, but because we saw the kinds of problems that players were running into as they were develop as they were trying to use these things. And and we identified some things that if we added those new items to the game that we th- we thought that it would open up. So things like being able to do all the logic gates with you know the relays and things like that. Um and just like all all because like, we what did we end up with? How many switches did we end up with? A shitload. Yeah. I can't even remember. And in lots of ways like count stuff and track things in your levels. Um, but that wasn't part of the original plan, you know, because it was the case that the original Mario Maker was our baseline as a starting point. We were like, we want to do a game like this, but better in a whole bunch of ways. And there were things that we thought by solving them would like mean a lot to the players that turned out to not mean anything at all. Like the people didn't care about nearly as much as we thought they would. Mm -hmm. And then there were things like the switch system that we thought would be like a cool little bonus, you know, of like some cool extra mechanics that turned out to be so much more meaningful to to certain players um, in ways that we hadn't anticipated. Right. And so, yeah, you, you just, you do need to listen for that feedback and kind of like, you know, adjust your, your overall direction and your vision. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, and also ultimately like you still have to have fun with the game. Yep. You know, if you are playing the game and you're not having fun because you implemented something that a player did, I think that's the wrong thing to have implemented because you if you don't have fun it. playing the game yourself, yep. then you're not going to play it, which means you're not, you're not going to improve the game as a developer if you're not playing it. Right. So uh, I think that's still that's still the most important touchstone, mm-hmm. like for me personally. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I think that's all the time we have uh, for this week. So uh, we'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Coster, for putting the podcast together, and thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, just go to podcast.bscotch.net. We have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.